0: I don't think I've ever done a real love song before. Mine always had a sort of reservation or a twist. I tried to write one that wasn't corny, that didn't sound stupid or lame the way many do. I think I succeeded. I was pretty happy with that. David Byrne, in an interview with himself on a special feature for the DVD release of the live concert film, "Stop Making Sense." Byrne was talking about the second single released from Talking Heads' 1983 album, Speaking in Tongues. The song wasn't initially a hit, only reaching number 62 on the Billboard Hot 100, but its legacy would grow over the years, thanks in part to favorable reviews from critics, along with live covers by bands like Arcade Fire, MGMT, and The Lumineers. A 2011 drama film starring Sean Penn took its name from this song and featured David Byrne performing the full song after someone erroneously attributes the piece to Arcade Fire. This love song stayed true to Talking Heads' experimental nature by having the band members switch instruments. Bassist Tina Weymouth played guitar, guitarist Jerry Harrison played a profit synthesizer, and Byrne played both guitar and a separate profit synthesizer. <laughs> this switcheroo, along with the basic ostinato pattern played on the guitar and mirrored by the bass, were both moves the band believed to be associated with naive, inexperienced musicians. That's right. It's the month of love, and we're talking, talking heads, this must be the place, naive melody, this week on Lover Me? Lover <laughs> Me? that's right, it's Love or Me, the only podcast that's talking about love songs all month long and their many cover versions and comparing them against one another to find out which one is the place. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my weak-hearted co-host.
1: Hey, hey, Jake. Hey, it's Alex. It's Alex Mildenberger <laughs> here. How's it going?
0: Oh, you're like the, you're like the opposite of crank. Uh, you have to keep your, <laughs> your heart, <laughs> heart rate down just, low. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, uh, just chilling here in, in Calgary
0: is it cold there i heard it no uh, no we're warm. like we're
1: like zero the sun's I'll out you, it's out, nice out
0: here in vancouver it's like plus eight we had a rainbow uh, like three days ago. we also <laughs> had a
1: rainbow but i think it was a different kind of rainbow like it didn't rain mm. it was just something was refracting light
0: okay it was for sure from rain here but then it was yeah. sunshiny and then here we are yeah so alex you're doing well your heart's okay uh, my heart, my heart's
1: fine. Uh, other parts of me are not, but uh, that's par for the course.
0: Yeah, it's just the way yeah. it is. Is
1: okay, it how's how's your heart doing? Is it? Is it? I
0: think it's aching. Think it's all right. Yeah, not no no aches to speak of. It's uh just doing regular heart stuff, just pumping blood and shit. Pumping blood. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if I was a, a basketball fan, I'm sure I'd be uh all yeah all up, up and ends whatever because uh, we just heard i think today i saw the announcement mm-hmm. uh kobe bryant has passed away in a
0: and his daughter
1: yeah in a uh uh helicopter, a helicopter accident, crash which yeah private that's, helicopter that's wild anyway so mm-hmm. that's unexpected but also not music related so no that's not what we're Although, here
0: for we are always about current events so that's, that's it we're talking about talking Two weeks heads uh um, this must be the place. Yeah, two weeks later, people are gonna be like, "Why are you guys talking about this?" This is at least we won't come off as insensitive in any way. Because yeah, they'll be like, "Ah, yeah, it's two weeks later. We've yeah. moved on to whoever's died next." Um, I'm gonna put my money down on shit. Okay, we've lost a sports player, we lost a musician in January, so it's got to be an actor next. It's going to be Daniel Radcliffe. Oh shit. He's young. It's got to be somebody not quite as young as him, <laughs> mm. but still, it's gonna be Ricky Gervais. Oh no! How fucking <laughs> Wild would that be? All right.
1: Yeah, that's quite a quite. A I th- we haven't lost a Beatle in a while. I think that's gonna happen soon.
0: Oh, that's that could happen soon. Yeah. It's not gonna be Ringo. He's gonna live forever. No,
1: he's gonna live forever. So sorry, Paul. Oh, yeah, that's, that's sad.
0: That is sad. And we <laughs> just
1: what? we ha- we'd have to do another Beatles song. We just did a Beatles song.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, Couple maybe we will line ago. up and we'll... Maybe we should just do a Beatles love song next week just to, <laughs> to cover <laughs> just, our bases. Just to
1: preempt it. Like, wow, we the, our episode came out the day of as a memorial. Amazing. That might
0: be the heat we need. People will be like, did these two independent podcasters from Canada murder Paul McCartney? <laughs> so
1: every single episode will just be a memorial for another living artist. And then eventually, maybe, we'll get one.
0: Yeah, we might just time it right.
1: <laughs> okay. Yep. That's that's gonna be it.
0: All right. Um, Alex, we're talking Talking Heads. You're the really talking, talking, talking Heads, heads. guys Tell me everything you know about them.
1: About Talking Heads? Yeah. Uh, they're like a new wave type band. Started out in the late '70s. Um, uh, four members. Uh, David burns a weirdo. He was on um, what's it? The the sack lunch bunch recently which is yeah. pretty cool. A uh, little, little comedy thing on Netflix. Um, what else do I know about this, about the band? They, as I know we talked about it before, they have this sort of funk influence, but they, it's mm-hmm. it's very like weird and mechanical the way they do it sometimes. But maybe that's just because of how David Byrne acts, because he kind of acts weird and mechanical a lot of the yeah. times. Yeah. Um, per- and yeah so they got this like weird style that's like kind of funky but also kind of like stiff and rock ish and it's like almost danceable a lot of the time but like sometimes it yeah they're an interesting band of like kind of contradictions in some places and yeah it's an odd group i was also listening to the to stop making sense and Tom Tom Club plays on there, which is kind of an offshoot of Talking Heads, and it's like we—it's weird because they're like mm. rapping and stuff, but it's like old school and also,
0: yeah, right. It's like when like Frank Zappa also raps on an on an album, and it's like it's not really rap in the way we know it, but just kind of like talking,
2: like
1: kind of like rhythmic, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more like,
0: like beat poetry,
1: yeah. Except maybe you rhyme more. I don't know. I guess you rhyme with mm-hmm. beat poetry, but I don't know if you have to. I don't know I don't beat don't poetry know. I, well enough.
0: Beat poetry is more about spelling, I think, You always and, and repeating words and stuff. Yeah, It's about like turning the words themselves into like like noise, almost.
1: Time to brush up on my Kerouac.
0: Oh, like, yeah, buddy. I was thinking right. about Jack Kerouac the other day. Because in my head, I was like, man, I just need to fucking get away to California and I'm like, no, it didn't work in the fifties. It's probably not going to work now. (laughs) No,
1: at least like the, the destination is slightly different, but I don't know if it's much better LA versus San Francisco work
0: on an almond farm illegally. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that.
1: Uh, yeah. So I guess the other thing about this song you mentioned, um, before it uses the Prophet five synthesizer, Uh, For a lot of the sounds, there's I think three or four synth sounds, like three main ones. Yes, there's like Um, three main
0: ones because it was. uh, So it's David Byrne, it's the guitarist Jerry Harrison, and also the session musician uh, Wally Badarou.
1: And uh, I I, there's a video on on youtube of like i think it's i don't know who it is it's someone i think who sells synthesizers and they're like we're recreating the sounds they were created on a prophet five we have a prophet six like it's the same thing basically but it's newer right and uh so yeah it sounded pretty good and if if i were to buy a polysynth which i want to one day um it would probably be something like that personally so
0: yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with the with just based on this song alone. It's got some fucking good noises. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is uh this is a love song by Talking Heads, and it's uh sort of bizarre in that it's quote like straightforward. It's just a a, a straightforward love song with without any uh, reservations or twists. But in true like David Byrne weird fashion, it's, uh, he calls it a, uh, the, a love song made up almost completely of non-sequiturs. Phrases that may have a strong emotional resonance but don't have any narrative qualities. It's a real honest kind of love song.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really tell a story. It's just a series of things that are like, this kind of sounds vaguely romantic. And when you put it all together, it kind of creates this picture of a relationship without s- talking about things that happened necessarily.
2: Hmm. And
0: it's, you get these, the yeah, these sort of like, yeah, it's like almost like a collection of images. And I feel like, because I Greta was listening to it last night and she was like just listening to the music and stuff. She was like, "Oh yeah, it makes me think of like a like a real backyard song, like you know, just hanging out at a cookout kind of thing." Yeah. And, I sorry. And for me, I it, not necessarily that image, but it does give me some kind of nostalgic feeling.
1: Yeah, I would say to me, the feeling is very like like cozy. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 this it's these two people, and he talks about like coming home to this relationship yeah. a lot. Like, like where you, you the chaos of the outside world is there, but you come to this place, and and now you're together, and that um, kind of protects you, and and you're on the same team or whatever. Yeah,
0: you're on the same team. I would say it's yeah. both the chaos of the outside world and also with the inside world, what's in your head, right. Um, um, should we jump into the lyrics?
1: Yeah, yeah, we should yeah. talk about the lyrics.
2: Um, so yeah,
0: the the first the, it's a it's a minute of a minute and five seconds of instrumentals before we even get to the first verse, and it opens with the the word home, and it's that word is like focused on for a second before we jump to the rest of that line. So I think right away that's kind of a trick. That you know, gives us that cozy feeling. We've already been kind of lulled into this this pleasant place by the music, and then the first word we hear is home.
1: Yeah, it definitely sets the mood. Mm-hmm. You're just home. And then you just have a second to just sit with it.
0: Yeah. And then we get the full line is where I want to be. Pick me up and turn me around. Um, should we read the whole verse and then go at it line by line or should we let's, just go line by I line? I'd say let's and... at
1: least do the first half and then we can Okay.
0: So well, pick me up of, and turn me around. Yeah. I feel numb, born with a weak heart, heart. I guess I must be having fun.
1: So, I, I mean, for me, talking about picking up and turning around sounds more like uh, like dancing, kind of.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: That's what I'm getting out of that. I also um, associate
0: it with, it seems to be particularly in films and stuff, when they, like young kids see their dad or something, he'll pick them up and kind of spin around with them, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Or, or even like if you look at, I mean, it's not so much picking up, but yeah, just that action, which doesn't necessarily have to be like kids. Now I'm thinking of Titanic, where they're spinning around at the like dance, and the mm-hmm. camera keeps switching between their faces, and sometimes that gets swapped out with other things in life right. or whatever. Um, so that's what I'm thinking of right now. But it's that kind of an action where like they're holding each other, basically.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it is some kind of embrace. Yeah. And I guess whatever whatever image that brings up, again, it's not like a real narrative like he says. It's just emotional imagery. It does bring up a loving image.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I feel numb, born with a weak heart. Guess I must be having fun. So I guess that's part of the spinning around. And he's mm-hmm. like, I, I I am now feeling something. I guess this must be like fun. But I think that's kind of calling attention to this idea of um like love being kind of confusing like it's not an absolute there's no like absolute knowledge of like what's happening it's can just be like butterflies in your stomach or or the strange feelings of like what what, like something like maybe just warmth or or whatever just because that's how your body reacts to some of these things
0: yeah And I I wonder if the line like having a weak heart is to suggest that either it's, it could be either it's difficult for him to fall in love or on the other side, it's very easy for him to fall in love.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking like difficult to kind of express love maybe or or difficult to resist like the emotions or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. he has to go with, I feel like it could mean many things, many of which are contradictory. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I feel like that does play well. I think maybe with I feel numb, born with a weak heart, if we take the heart to be an emotional core, maybe his, his feelings of numbness are born from not necessarily having the like emotional literacy. Right. So it, in, in finding this, because in this feeling, he says, I guess I must be having fun. So he's uncertain, but because like, he's maybe not used to this kind of emotional experience but he's like i guess this must be having fun you know there is that idea especially when you're new to any sort of like relationships you're like well i I guess this is good yeah like i don't i don't know for sure but for something yeah
1: right and uh, yeah i I also see it like yeah with the weak heart the feeling of like um like the heart dropping or whatever and the nervousness and the whatever that associated with early or, or associated with sort of romantic feelings a lot of the time, like, you just feel that a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's, you can't, like, hold your heart up, it's sinking or whatever. Right. Which is all, of course, kind of metaphor for just a feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I guess the, like, feeling numb is a condition of, of some drugs and, yeah. like, often some that people take recreationally. So it's also, like, comparing that to love, which makes you feel certain ways. You're like, oh, I, yes, I'm feeling things, so I must be having fun.
1: Yeah, or, like, anytime you get an adrenaline rush, you kind of go, like, a little bit numb. Yeah. And, like, I I guess your blood probably leaves your extremities or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, your hands kind of go numb. I don't know if you get that. I'm sure most people do. That's got to be normal. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just so, like, fear or whatever, like, primal reaction. So,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the less we say about it, the better which uh, we're doing the opposite of that here. We're saying a lot more about it. Uh, We'll make it up as we go along. Feet on the ground, head in the sky. It's okay. I know nothing's wrong. Nothing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: All right. So so, let's just say about it the better. Um, I'm talking about not being overly analytical about what's happening, I think, and just like, Mm -hmm. let's just go with the flow. It's very like, yeah, that that particular kind of attitude around... uh, Romance that you see in a lot of movies and stuff, and I guess songs, and maybe it's a good idea. I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe it's that sort of like unspoken. It's like we don't need to speak it because we both feel it, right?
1: Right. And then, so for feet on the ground, head in the sky. I mean, what I would associate that with feet on the ground is is like reality, and then mm-hmm. head in the sky is sort of unreality or like having. Uh, Maybe lofty. Lofty is maybe the wrong word. Uh, not necessarily living in reality. So like this kind of two aspects there of of the reality and the sort of fantasy side of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that makes sense. And I wonder if yeah, I wonder if particularly for somebody like David Byrne who is fairly eccentric, if right. there was this this worry maybe that finding love would mean not having his head in the sky anymore, right? But in this experience that he finds, he, his feet are on the ground so he's well grounded but still able to to be an oddball and still be weird.
1: Right and still have like these somewhat eccentric but, thoughts about um, how the relationship would would happen mm-hmm. uh, or, or w- how it would turn out um, but also still be grounded like it's it sounds crazy, but it's realistic because he's still on the ground
2: yeah and
0: he
1: knows
2: nothing's wrong
0: yeah it's okay i know nothing's wrong which uh, some people relate to the the naive line where they're saying like oh the the twist of this song is that you know he's just being naive and he's sort of covering up details but i uh i don't know i don't think i agree with that
1: (laughs) yeah that's a bit i mean we could just interpret it as like he doesn't necessarily know what's going on exactly because maybe he is a little bit naive, but that doesn't necessarily mean something is wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Because he, he himself wrong. said it's
0: it's supposed to be an honest love song. Yeah. So rather than there being a twist, it's just sort of a like an honest portrayal of feeling love from what, what David Byrne was experiencing.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and then, then, then here
0: we get into the chorus where I, I, I hi. disagree with how genius is labeled. Does he say hi, yeah? See, I think it kind of depends. Like the live
1: version, I always thought he said higher. But hi. it doesn't really make sense. But I. Okay. Like hi, yeah, or hi, yo, or. Hi, ho. Hi, ho.
0: yeah Yes. <just> <laughs> <laughs> <Al> Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of time. Hi, yeah. You got light in your eyes, and you're standing here beside me. I love the passing of time, never for money, always for love. Cover up and say good night. Say good night. <laughs> so this is uh, uh, essentially, I think the idea here is I like the line "You've got light in your eyes" is uh, it's reflected in another line where he says "You've got a face with a view," right. but it's odd. you know he likes to look at this person. Right. There's something inside them I guess with the light in their eyes and also their face is pretty would be my two interpretations
1: right and I think the like having light in your eyes I think usually refers to like a a kind of the eyes being the window to your soul or whatever to the soul Um, yeah usually refers to like a happiness internal joy or happiness Mm -hmm. so he seems to at least read a feeling of happiness off the other person which kind of is reassuring him Uh, And he seems to just be staring at them like they're just like looking at each other in the eyes, which is a pretty kind of like a romantic cliche, you know, just staring intently in one another's eyes.
0: It's an intimate act. And that's how they in Scientology tricked you into trusting them is you have to stare at a person for five minutes. So uh, <laughs>
1: that's what this song is about. That's, Scientology. that's exactly what this song is about. Scientology uh, that's what we're no to so say.
0: he says I've got plenty of time, and I think that refers yeah. to like in regards to spending it with you, the person I love. Right,
1: because it's like I don't have anything else to do because this is what I want to be doing mostly. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I love the passing of time. Um kind of when they're together.
0: I, yeah, and you're standing here beside me, I love the passing of time. I think those two lines are linked specifically.
1: Yeah. And to me, the, I just get the feeling from that that it's like, I, I just, I, we're, like, we're not doing anything. We're idle. And, mm-hmm. but I still love it because we're spending it together. Like, that, that enhances it. So it, yeah. it doesn't matter that nothing's going on because of that togetherness. And I am looking at the genius annotation talking about a willful denial of anxieties. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that is something I agree with.
0: No, I'm talking it's about It's around. not
1: that he wants time to stop. It's just that there's nothing happening really, other than time is passing.
0: Well, yeah, because he already says he's got plenty of time, and he loves the passing of time yeah. when they're standing there beside him. It's, it's, a, it's a saying that, yes, I, I would love to use the time I have, which is a lot with you. I love that we pass time together. There is no freezing a moment. This isn't time stand still by Rush. It's Oh, I'm
1: not looking back, but I want to look around me now. I'm, I'm
0: yeah. Sorry. Still. Got excited. And it's not it's not once in a lifetime by talking heads either, where it's about th- this, you know, getting your head out of the water and seeing how that, like unconsciously yeah. you've been living. This is about consciously enjoying spending time with another person. Mm-hmm. And then the next line, never for money, always for love, is actually borrowed from a uh, song by the art punk group Wire. Oh, yeah. They use the, s- the same line in the song Practice Makes Perfect. and there, the line is actually used specifically to refer to sex. Right. When they say, uh, you know, I've done this before, never for money, always for love.
1: And this is, I mean, that's what I got out of this line. is was like, also, you're not a prostitute, so cool.
0: Is that what you? I got it was more like uh, and maybe this is I don't know if they put this in there. Um, yeah, I kind of been borrowing from the genius annotation where the passing of time for money would mean working a job. Uh, Oh, I see. I like
1: that better because it's it's less like lame and out of place. So (laughs) that's better. He's not so he's not there because he's being paid to do it. He's talking about himself. Yeah, he's not talking about the other person. All right. Yeah, I like, like, I'm, that's I'm way doing better. this that's for
0: love. I'm not. I'm not doing it for even a sense of security or anything necessarily. Even though he does feel secure there, as we'll get into. But yeah, never for money, always for love. I think. I think that's a great line to have borrowed from a like a punk song that has a little more of a like edgy connotation in it there. But <laughs> like, I think that's cool.
1: Right. It's 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 almost part of that like naive thing, like denying the sort of edge and just being like earnest about it.
0: Hmm. And then the final line, cover up and say goodnight, say goodnight, um, kind of like, you know, just kind of wraps up the chorus where at the start, he's like, I got plenty of time. We're standing here together. We're passing time. Suddenly, oh, it's, it's at nighttime. We're going to put the covers on.
1: It's yeah. Goodnight. It's kind of acknowledging that the time has passed, but it's still like not really anything really changed. Uh, it's just the time happened. hmm. And now it's time to say goodnight.
0: That's right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we go into verse two, where home is where I want to be. Same as the first verse. But I guess I'm already there. I come home. She lifted up her wings. I get this. I guess that this must be the place.
1: So, I mean, he's he's calling her an angel, right? Like, mm-hmm. like that's pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why I was thinking of just like a big... <laughs> swan big
1: fucking pterodactyl just you know don't don't like birds do home. that
0: where they 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 cover up their little younglings with their big fucking wings
1: yeah i guess they do so maybe yeah then that maybe is also i feel like there's an angel
0: thing there right Yeah, I think you might like. But I think we've kind of hit on the, and this is like a classic Talking (laughs) Heads thing where it's, it's almost one thing and not quite another, right? Yeah, it's It's
1: like because like I mean, you'd you'd think it's there's like the cliche of calling a loved one an angel, right? But Mm -hmm. also, there's the like security imagery, of of like a swan, like you said, like a like a bird of that kind, like covering up the younglings. We'll call that's what we call uh, with, them <laughs> with uh with their wing, and that's like secure. and And a lot of this song does touch on that and talk about, or 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 have this feeling of like security in in your home with someone mm-hmm. you care about.
0: Yeah, it's cozy, like you said, and yeah. that is a uh, that line. Regardless of which interpretation you use, feels cozy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What I like is home is where I want to be, but I guess I'm already there. Okay. And it's this idea, and it makes me think of... Part part of it makes me think of a line in a homeless gospel choir song. Uh, it's the final one on the album Normal, where he says, I was born so far away from home, I forget sometimes where I'm supposed to go. Hmm. And here, where the concept of home, I feel like maybe it's about his own personal ambitions... You know, when you're like, I need to get this, this and this done, and then I will be home. I'll be where I wanna be. Right. But then he's waking up in this relationship and being like, Oh, I guess I'm already there.
1: Yeah, this is This is what I where I wanna be. This mm-hmm.
0: is home. I guess that we this must be the place. place.
1: This is this must be the place. It's it's a fun way of saying it too, of like by process of elimination. This has to be the place.
0: This has to be the place. And it's such a line that, you know, you use it when you're, like, you're a little bit lost. Your friends are like, oh, the concert's over here or whatever. And then you show up to some dingy place and you, like, hear music. You're like, this must be the place.
1: (gasps) Can't be anywhere else. Like... Logically speaking, and that's the other yeah. kind of thing. He's got that like robotic feeling of like logically, this must be the place. But to me, anyway, which is kind mm-hmm. of like so, David Byrne.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like, well, I've I've looked at everything else, and uh, this must be the place. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got there. Um,
1: I can't tell one from the other. Did I find you, or you find me? Sometimes they put another, did you find me in there? Um, mm, yeah, which. Yeah, that's another one kind of almost tie into, like, that time passing thing of, like, but not quite, I don't know. Like, the the past is just, like, unclear. Like, I don't remember the specifics, but, like, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, and suddenly, and then maybe that kind of speaks to things he talks about in Once in a Lifetime, where it's, like, suddenly you're there, right? Like, yeah, there's just, now you guys are together, and you don't even remember really the specifics of what happened and it speaks also to the the line in the first verse about uh the less we say about it the better
1: right you don't need to talk about and analyze of what happened why it happened just Mm, yeah you don't you don't
0: need this 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 like yeah exactly laid out love story of how you got to be here it's just we found each other i don't know if you found me or i found you but here we go And and then, then we go to. There was a time before we were born. If someone asks, this is where I'll be. Where I'll be.
1: Yeah. So this is um, probably one of the more esoteric lines in the.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: In the thing, do you have a a read on it?
0: Um, this is again me kind of pulling from the the genius annotation where they talk about this idea that of how uh, apparently in Plato's Symposium, Aristophanes tells a story about how long ago humans had two faces, four arms, four legs, two sets of genitals, and then uh, gods were like, hey, fuck you guys for being human, split everybody in two, and that's like the concept of soulmates.
2: Uh... But I...
0: So in some sense that there was a time before we were born I also kind of think of it in like the, the collective like sort of unconsciousness kind of thing where we were all we you know we are all one kind of if you want to call it hippy dippy nonsense but there was a time before we were born where we were really truly just one person and if somebody asks that's where I'll be I'll be sort of living in that mind state
1: right so the sort of like concept of of like this shared unconscious of like where souls go or whatever mm-hmm. maybe before life or between lives or however, whatever you're you're yeah wherever it is, is.
0: where yeah. you where you like remove the lines between what is you <laughs> and what's everything else right
1: right did you ever read uh the his dark materials books the... no in I particular didn't. Is that the, the golden compass yeah shit? the golden compass the subtle knife and the and the amber spyglass. Mm. Um, it just kind of relates to something cuz they're like talking about as you may know in that story, they at one point they kill have god a big and polar like bear. yeah, oh realize yeah. realize that. Yeah. <laughs> realize <laughs> that like there's no like the afterlife is like harpies and anyway, they basically realize in the end that when they die, they become particles. And mm. and just like you know become part of the of matter they're just matter and yeah and then they have to the two main characters they're like we're in love but we have to like seal up these doors between worlds so we can never see each other again because we're from different realities or whatever right so then they're like but one day we'll we'll find each other and our particles will like intertwine so i'm thinking of that now (laughs) I, it's way too much backstory on that man
0: yeah it also you know what it, that <laughs> and that brings to, to mind to me did you ever read the the what is it the silver wing series the, uh the Bat yes. books yes
1: yeah yeah silver wing uh, or night silver wings no that's a superhero i think no? it's
0: silver wing sun wing and then fire wing
1: yes that's it
0: that's yeah it. and so in the in the last book they go to hell they go to bad hell yes they do go to <laughs> bad hell and then the, the, the guy who's been the protagonist of the first two books has to he's save his son from hell, uh, but then he dies in the process. And then, like, the last chapter, he finds that he is, like, this entity, but he can just, like, merge with any, like, living thing and sort of experience it.
1: Okay, I forgot about that, but I do remember him becoming, like, a bat ghost of some kind.
0: Yeah, he would just, and he would just like fly into trees or into bugs and shit. And then, so he eventually experiences his oneness because he gets out of hell and just like kind of exists on Earth as this entity.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of the feeling I'm getting with this is like, there was a time a long time ago. Yeah, if you kind of like combine that with the soulmate thing, it's like all matter. Mm-hmm. Like, he's basically saying they're from the same asteroid, except no. <laughs>
0: yeah you know
1: (laughs) i I don't know is that is that what he's saying because i was trying to like like this is where i'll be like i'll be
0: what just here home
1: but then what Mm -hmm. does the past thing have to do with anything it's very confusing
0: i feel like because i feel like the mindset is where he'll be because this this must be the place right but he's kind of referring both to he's the home in this song is not necessarily a physical space right he said i
1: guess i'm already there like I want Yeah, to do it's that. I but, come oh, I home, I am, she lifted up her
0: wings. She is maybe... She's home.
1: Right. <laughs> the swan. And
0: they're, uh, Yeah, the swan. The swan angel.
1: The swan angel is home. In Bat-Hell? <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> In I'm bat hell. finding this conversation <laughs> hard to follow.
0: Listen, you kill God, you go to Bat-Hell, you get out.
1: <laughs> and then you find your swan angel. That's how life works. <laughs> Before <laughs> you were born.
0: <laughs> Fucking read a book. Jeez. Jeez uh, Louise. But yeah, that's, I think the idea is, yeah, that there is a state of oneness before we are we are humans, and that mentally that's where he's going to be with the, this person he right. loves. and is, sort
1: of this, this um, romance uh, is recreating this, this state of oneness.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then we go into chorus two. Hi, ya. We drift in and out.: Hey yeah. Yeah. yeah, sing into my sing mouth. Into out of all them. those kinds of people, you got a face with a view.:
1: I'm just in... OK, so we won't go on yet. Um, so we drift in and out of sleep. Or is the, like, is he talking about how the relationship is like a dream, so like you're drifting in and out, like it's a dream, and maybe it's not always perfect, you know, you fight or something. But then you drift yeah. into the dream and you're out and it's a dreamy.
0: Hmm. It's. Uh, I think. Yeah. That's one. It's, like. Yeah. That's. It's, it's that's,
1: sort a, of like that's a. That's a. I. I. I'm reaching for that one, but it's. It's like a consciousness
0: thing where they they drift in and out. It could be. Uh, genius seems to think. Uh, that it's the they drift in and out of touch, but uh I don't know that doesn't seem to fit in with everything else. It could be that. I don't know. Like they in in the sense of oneness, they kind of drift in and out of each other, right? I don't know. I feel yeah. like you're on, on track with the consciousness thing. Uh, cuz that right. seems to be like a, a talking heads kind of theme in his yeah. in their songs is this I, yeah. what is consciousness? Well, yeah,
1: drifting in and out of consciousness. I mean they just talked about like we're going to sleep now. Mhm. We we drift in and out of consciousness cuz we're just laying down, sleeping. Right. That's the most literal it, interpretation I
0: think. It could be fucking, right? Like drifting your, yeah, your body parts be. in and out.
1: Yeah, um, I mean then he talks about singing into my mouth is that kissing are they kissing is it kissing
0: Yeah so it's based on uh, on uh, he saw an image of Inuit throat singers who used uh, that this actual technique oh, of singing Oh into I didn't the other I didn't actually mouth. read any of
1: the genius annotations in this one cuz I was like I'm on top of this shit
0: I'm on top of this shit but Yeah well, I'm watching actually, the video now Yeah so I actually so yeah they, these these throat singers will use the other person's mouth as a, like an amplifier essentially to oh, resonate cool. in their mouth so he saw that image and was like, "Oh, that's that's kind of like sweet love." So yeah, I, so I think it is like an...
1: they're like using a, each yeah, other. Sorry, go ahead. They're using each other to amplify their own singing. Hmm. Feel like there's something there metaphorically.
0: Yeah, it's it's sort of like a, a it's it, again like a naive way to to talk about kissing in a way. <laughs> it's like, oh, singing in my mouth. Like this is this is what we do when we kiss but
1: also each is causing the other to become greater mm-hmm. than they were on their own because they can sing into each other's mouths and amplify their singing. So
2: that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. And not all those kinds of people. This relates to the, the uh, previous line about eyes with light in them. You got a face with a view.
1: Yeah, that's a good. There's a couple good lines in this course that you could just like, that I could see like on t-shirts. Or like yeah. motivational. You got a face with a view, which is like, what? What a hottie.
0: Yeah, it also sounds like it's it's like one step away from being like a forehead disc. <laughs> got a face
1: <laughs> with a view, dude. Don't know why you're calling them dude necessarily, but in this context, we'll say it makes sense. Oh, makes sense. Um, and then, okay, next line. Also, this is the other line. Mm-hmm. That I think, like I, I can see this on a mug, you know, like, or or someone's what, like I'm just an animal looking for a home, share the same uh-huh. space for a minute or two, like, that's the line, man. That that's is the, the line. one. We're it's like we're just animals, you know, nothing matters. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're hairless apes, so fuck it, let's just be in the same area generally, because we kind of both like
0: it it's 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 like uh i don't know it's like a very just a, a s- simple like primitive concept
1: yeah and it's like love man it's basic mm-hmm. whatever it's
0: basic share the same space for a minute or two and you're right there's a, a sense of scale in this i'm just an animal and we're only going to share this space for a minute or two yeah it's like, temporary what our lives are it's it's fucking quick And then we get into the next one. You love me till my heart stops. Love me till I'm dead. Eyes that light. Well, that's actually, let's do just the the first two lines because the last two are, I think the most difficult maybe in the whole song. But yeah, you love me till my heart stops. Love me till I'm dead because we're going to be together forever. 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 Forever, A minute or
1: two, which is forever.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, eyes that light up. Eyes look through you. Cover up the blank spots. Hit me on the head. Ow. Ow. Werewolves of London.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: Is that a dog? Is he supposed to be a dog there? An animal?
0: I don't. Yeah, maybe because it is kind of like a yeah, like a like wolf. a howl. Anyway,
1: so you and said these last yeah. two lines were the most difficult lines. You think?
0: Yeah. It's, I, I, eyes that light up? Eyes look through you. Uh, that part is you know eyes <laughs> looking through you is sort of if you look through somebody, it's you know you've you've seen their shit. You know yeah. who they are. Yeah, you and like then,
1: you can see through their facade. You can see into the core of who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we got cover up the blank spots hit me on the head. Some people seem to suggest that, again, this is him kind of anxiously looking at it and being like, oh, you've got these eyes that look through, and so you can see sort of my flaws, and so I I want to cover up the blank spots, and to do that, I need head trauma. <laughs> Okay. Or that he sees through like the the flaws in the relationship, and those are the blank spots, or that them being together covers up his blank spots, but they don't really fill the holes. And I don't know, those all feel like too, too, you know, too dark for me. For this. Yeah. Song.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see it. Like there are blank spots, and like either we know they're there, we acknowledge them, and we we live with them, or we help each other cover up the blank spots, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we're working together to make each other better people, like the singing thing, where they amplify each other's singing. Yeah, by singing directly into each other's faces. <laughs> but then, why do you need to hit them on the head? I um, I don't know. But the other thing, I I did read this genius annotation, mm-hmm. just talking about like. A feeling of love, feeling like he got hit on the head by this thing. Now, it doesn't right. necessarily connect with what we said about the previous line. Previous part. Mm-hmm. So I don't know totally, but uh,
0: discreetly. Um, ma- I guess sense. maybe he's just talking about what the, the eyes did. The eyes that light up, which I believe are her eyes. Eyes look through you.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's just eyes that are lighting up, which means they look happy that's
0: yeah and they and they both cover up the blank spot and hit him on the head so they kind of put him in a daze and also make oh. him feel okay about his empty right it
1: covers up his own uh his own insecurities or or inadequacies and makes him feel like he's woozy or dizzy or whatever because they're giving him this vertigo because he's so
0: crazy in love yeah and and when you come from that space, if you're particularly self critical and then somebody looks at you with these eyes that you feel like if you feel that they are sharp <laughs> and they they see a lot of things, and if they look at you and sort of are just like that's good, this is a good person they in in that instance cover up their bl- cover up your blank spots, it is sort of a dazing like confusing moment you're like, well, wait yeah, a second, yeah,
1: have you ever received a compliment? And you're like, What the fuck?" <laughs>
0: yeah dude and you're just like oh my you're like, god thanks
1: what? i guess but really and then you start to think about it and you're like i need to be in this conversation right now and not thinking about this thing they said yeah
0: you'll you like, go deep analysis on nice. the comment like word by word yeah. and then i'm like wait you gotta pay attention wait
1: you're living in reality focus focus
0: <laughs> focus so yeah i
1: feel like maybe it's that kind
0: of sensation
1: I like that best. That that makes it all fit because it is one line. Cover the blank spots. Hit me on the head. It's like those, mm-hmm. like they're connected, the ideas, so it's like they're doing those two things even just by looking. That's what most Damn. most of the action in this song is just like staring directly at another person, mm-hmm. which I believe and David Byrne would do.
0: I yeah, I believe he would do that, and it's uh. Yeah, to, simply to be seen is something that we enjoy as humans. I think we said this on the podcast before, but just having somebody see you and be like, no, it's good. And you're like, ah, this is the best. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those are the lyrics. They are. Hopefully we got something out of all that. It's, well, we it's just like,
1: spent 45 minutes on it, so I hope so.
2: Oh 40, fuck yeah! Here I can minutes.
0: I can summarize it for you. Uh, it's a love song made up almost completely of non sequiturs, <laughs> phrases that may have a strong emotional resonance but don't have any narrative qualities. Thanks for coming out, folks. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the instrumentation.
1: Um. So as we mentioned, there's a, there's a lot of uh, Prophet Five on this. There's a lot of synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a. It comes in with a like bass line that plays mostly throughout, possibly entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty simple sound uh that's on a prophet five um and then pretty quick after that it also um there's a guitar that comes in too mm-hmm. sorry i totally missed the guitar starts as well it starts on that there's two like drum hits and then, yeah. So there's that. So that's that synthesizer playing the bass line. And then there's another guitar just going, playing these like three that's right.
0: note groups. That is correct. And then you got the, the synth bass doing that. Yeah.
1: And it's kind of a neat sound. It's a little, it's like a little bouncy, um, mm-hmm. kind of thin and bouncy, which. I think works with the, the naive thing too. Just like being a little, like a little meek maybe. And, mm-hmm. and uh kind of positive, which often positivity is a uh, positivity can be associated with naivete. Uh, maybe unfairly, but it is, there's definitely an association there. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the other synthesizer comes in, which sounds probably also profit five. Um, that's, kind of more like fluty where it goes do 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 mm-hmm. and has the yeah there's like some pitch bending okay
0: yeah, and it's just like every piece of this is so simple and yet like hypnotic in how it all fits together
1: yeah it's i mean and we talked about it before on uh, when we did once in a lifetime but there's a lot of like that repetition where they talk, when they talked about it, they called it like samples, but they were playing them just over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's there, but it's a lot like softer and simpler. But yeah, there's some complexities 100%. in this song too.
0: Yeah, I would say the complexity comes not from any individual like, track, but how they all kind of fit together, right?
1: Right, yeah, yeah, that sounds right to me.
0: And then you get, because after you get that uh, sort of fluty synth, you get that one that kind of like, is it
1: like, yeah, and that's where you get the real, like a lot of pitch bending where they go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's fun. That's a mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of use of the pitch bend, which sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, and when you get the like the vocals coming in, which are you know just as soft as everything else in this song, at least at the start, mm-hmm. that you get the guitar coming in too, doing that. Yeah, it's like
1: yeah, a lot of little parts.
0: Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of how uh, on this charming man, the the guitarist did like nineteen tracks for the guitar right
1: but it doesn't sound like 19 tracks at all
0: mm-hmm so that's like a, that's kind of like the vibe this gives me
1: yeah and it's tough to make things fit together and there's a lot of layers here so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool let's see and what yeah else. so
0: like he he punches the vocals a bit more on the chorus but even then it's still not like like earth shattering
1: yeah it's got this kind of I mean he often has that where it's like this almost like detached disinterested sound to his voice the way he mm-hmm. talks um. Although maybe this isn't as much of that, especially on the verse. It's kind of less of that, on the yeah. on the chorus. I should say, and and that higher, higher, whatever it says. Um, really like is used, I think, to good effect to get the punch, punch it up a bit.
0: Mhm, it really brings you into the chorus yeah. where the like another synth line comes in there and kind yeah. of starts punching things up too. But it's
1: it's kind of uh almost a little fluty too, where it's just like do 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 do.
0: Yeah, and that's right. And it's uh like since you still have that hypnotic like uh synth bass running through, it mm-hmm. like it kind of keeps it grounded still. So when it transitions back into the verse with a short instrumental phrase, like it, it's fucking good, like it's smooth
1: yeah like it's it it is pretty smooth and i i do know i had some trouble like not having really critically listened to this before it can be a little bit difficult to identify the verse versus the chorus like it sounds like pretty continuous Mm-hmm. just be- 100%. a lot of because of that baseline i think
0: yeah, it cuz it like it really holds it down. It's just like this is the baseline. It it is, you know, it's like perfect timing on that fucking thing cuz it's mm-hmm. on a synth. Cuz I tried playing along with uh like an actual bass guitar and it is it's just like m- mechanical, man. It's like clockwork.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is very consistent. And I mean, I played it along on my synthesizer too a little bit. So <laughs> it's a, it's not it's not terribly difficult. No, it's pretty simple, uh pretty catchy. sounds good
0: and there's uh I just heard them go off at around three forty seven shit maybe a little before three forty seven yeah, like three forty five it'll go off at three forty six um they I think they're hitting bottles for percussion
1: bottles, eh?
0: yeah, I can only half confirm this because I was yeah it does like, sound glassy, mm-hmm. There, I was, wa- like, listening to it on Spotify through the PlayStation, and sometimes it gives you, like, genius annotations right. that aren't always available on the actual genius page for oh, some reason. Sure. And this huh. one said that it was, like, some sort of, like, ballet professional who, like, was playing the bottles for percussion for them on this track.
1: Okay. I guess. What, but, what else would you use a ballet professional
0: for? But now I can't seem to find the, the genius Spotify annotations anymore. So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck.
1: I don't know what the fuck either, man.
0: But that's just something I noticed is that little unusual percussion.
1: Um, There's also like, it does build as it goes. So like mm-hmm. on the, if you go to like 2.11, that's, there's some more of those hits there as well. It's kind of like an organ sound. Mm-hmm like playing like staccato like pretty fast like like it's an organ that would have like a longer attack but like you don't get the full note in before it like cuts out okay so it's like just putting a little bit in just a little yeah bit. yeah so like you kind of grow that that grows throughout and there's some interesting sounds later on there's like like if you get into like the outro section there's like some more like boo doo and like those organ sounds and like some kind of distorted percussion that sounds like that bottle, but like if someone took that bottle and just like distorted it a bit right or maybe a lot I don't think I don't think it's a bottle uh but it sounds distorted as well, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like just broken up, and I thought that might be some kind of cowbell, but glass makes more sense based on what it sounds like
0: yeah, yeah, hundred percent mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you get these sort of, like, unusual instrumental choices even amongst with some pretty, like, standard synth, like, unified synth. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we're going to throw in bottles for percussion. That's just, like, <laughs> wouldn't think of those working together, but they, they come together almost seamlessly.
1: And, I mean, that's most of it. There's, like, a synthesizer solo... Well, the solo bit happens a second time. Yeah, um, that's right. And... Yeah, I mean it, like we said it kind of builds there's more of this like kind of chaos, this other stuff coming in mm-hmm. as you go with that organ and with the bottles and uh there's another like really deep synthesizer. Again, if you go to like 210, right? There's like really occasional like like very low like bassy synth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah, stuff that gets added as as it goes. And then um when they do the second chorus, there's lots of, like, vocal layers. Oh, yeah. Or, and like, they add another w- kind of, like, offset Uh, David Byrne. There's a second David Byrne.
0: The, yeah, the a studio. second David Byrne has entered the, the building. <laughs> and then he starts really hitting, like, the second half of the chorus, particularly. Like, yeah. love, me till, and, like, love me till my heart stops. Love me
1: till my heart stops. And then there's two of them. Yeah. If we sang it at the exact same time, we'd have an offset. But it would be hard. Hey, to yeah, do. buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I have to say about this one? It's uh apparently it's a G A B A chord progression. Can you confirm that, Alex? Uh, I cannot. Okay. But
1: that I mean that's pretty simple, so I'd believe it. I would believe it. Also, sometimes GABA is used uh to short GABA as a short version of gabapentin, which is uh m- medication that I used to dispensed sometimes when I worked in pharmacy.
0: Nice. Who'd yeah. you dispense it to? Who's the most famous person you dispense? <laughs> uh
1: don't tell anyone this. It's kinda secret, but uh the Pope. The <laughs> Pope <laughs> <laughs> At some random fucking pharmacy in Calgary. <laughs> the Pope. Not not the the Pope of the Catholic Church though. The other no, the no, other the other Pope. Not. You know.
0: You know th- you know the Pope we're talking about yeah, people. Y- you know who I mean? Um, should we get get pope and off on uh, the covers? Yeah, we need we need to we need. To <laughs> we're going to double time here, man. We're Yeah.
1: <laughs> we we talked about this song a lot. Yeah. All right. Covers. Sean Colvin sure. 1994. Sean Colvin, just kidding. I put him in the wrong order.
2: Home. It's where I want to be. Pick me up.
0: And turn me around, i come like home.
1: Uh, this is kind of an acoustic version. Oh, wait, who's Sean Colvin? Who is Sean she's Colvin? She's an American
0: singer-songwriter. Her most well-known song is 1997, Sonny Came Home, which won a Grammy in that year. So it actually might so, be 1996. Sunny so Came so Home. So, yeah,
1: she's a, a Grammy um, winner, which is great, but I've never heard of her.
0: Never um, heard of her. This is from her album Cover Girl, where she also covers every little thing she does as magic, except she changes she to he. And we didn't talk about that version because I probably couldn't find it. S-
1: certainly didn't. Um, so this is kind of an acoustic version. Uh, lots of guitar picking and strumming. Uh, sing- mm-hmm. Singing is a little twangy. Little on the twangy side, right? Because she's a little more on that folk (laughs) country vibe. got a little folk country going on. Um, and there's a lot of like, like her, she's like doing the like strum pick hit guitar body thing, like singer songwriter stuff, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and there's also this like really low harp sound.
0: Is that that one that's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, yeah. I said harp. I was trying to figure out what it was, but yeah, that makes sense. Could
1: be synthesizer. It sounds like a harp, but like really deep. So like it's very like dark
0: harp. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And And we do, but I feel like there is also strings that come in on the chorus. Yeah. um, So I feel like a harp wouldn't be out of place.
1: Yeah, they build up in the second half of the chorus. They start Mm -hmm. just like, "Mm -mm -mm," kind of that, you know, string swell i
0: guess um yeah and in terms of like punching up the like love song quality of this song i feel like that swell on the chorus really works right and then we get a flute actually there is a there's a... flute sounding yeah
1: where's that flute
0: uh, um hang on it's around yeah there's some like, like woodwind sounds i swear i heard yeah. like
1: like oboe and stuff
0: Mhm, and they do like little.
1: Yeah, so like there's some there's some instruments on this one. Um, it's it's kind of it's like low key version, like it's singer songwriter with some backing acoustic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also much more continuous. Like the original one's fairly continuous feeling, but there's also like solos in between verses or whatever um or instrumental breaks but this doesn't have that it's just one thing after the other yeah so it's shorter yeah it does run about a minute shorter it's long yeah so yeah just go and uh it's sparser a little shorter um sorry i wrote a note i'm trying to figure out what it means um i wrote outro stay pretty understated um, and mm. it's supposed it purports to be live because there's
0: clapter at it, the end because there's cla- clapter. Is that the correct term? No, but it should be. That <laughs> bugs me every time I hear it. It's like <laughs> the, it should be real. The term <laughs> is applause.
1: <laughs> uh, applause. But clapter sounds very, very nice.
0: Velococlapter. <laughs> 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 My favorite dinosaur. Uh, um, yeah, so you're, it does. She just just kind of does like a, a little acoustic groove down at the end. And it's just like boom, boom,
1: ding, ding, ding. Yeah,
0: slow and then slow picking the chord. Slow pick, and then people lose their fucking minds. Sean,
1: Sean Yeah, and uh, I thought this one was pretty well done.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it really thrives in how it uses these more orchestral instruments and like woodwinds and stuff to kind of build little moments in it rather than just being a straight acoustic cover
1: yeah and it doesn't the the i don't know if it's like i don't know how many instruments there are but adding instruments that normally would be part of like an orchestra it didn't make it feel like too big or anything like it still feels Mm -hmm. small and personal
2: yeah Um,
0: so it's like pretty good job i feel like if you if it was in a movie it would be like like, two people in love are, like, rebuilding a, an old family house or something, right? They, yeah. They come in there, and there's, like, dust on all the things and sheets. And that would be the montage yeah. of them fixing it up and yeah. accidentally falling in love. Whoops. Whoopsies. So, yeah, this one was a, a actually, like, a good ac- acoustic version. We're going to jump nine years into the future, though. Oh, Just kidding. Wow. Tw- 20, t- 19 years into the future. <laughs> To Kishi Bashi in twenty thirteen.
2: is where I want to be Put me up and turn me around. I feel numb. so so this
1: this is a guy He's like a multi instrumentalist and a singer songwriter, and according to his description in Spotify is on tour forever. Oh, wow. That's his bio. That's life sentence. In its entirety.
0: Um, <laughs> his so... yeah, his uh, birth name or real name or legal name, whatever you want to call it. His stage name is Kishibashi. His name is Kaoru Ishibashi. Kauru Ishibashi. Mm-hmm. And he was born in Seattle, raised in Virginia. Um, he's done some work with other bands, but yeah, he started doing solo stuff in 2011.
1: Yeah, and this is some of that. So uh, it's all strings to open it. Um, yeah, a couple stringed instruments. I'm assuming um, where it's kind of playing like the bass part. It's not quite the same, but like it's very similar. It's playing, like, yeah, it boom, hits like boom, the key beats. Yeah, and then there's some lower and higher string sounds in there. It's kind of mm-hmm, like one please. that's just like, mm-hmm. and then it plays a the... which I believe is in the original done in thirds, but I'm not sure.
2: Okay. It does not work it. if
1: you do it if you just cuz like it's thirds but if you're in the key sometimes it's going to be a major third, sometimes it's going to be a minor third. Um mm. so like if you just tune it to a major third say on your synthesizer, it doesn't sound good. Right. <laughs> anyway.
0: Anyway, that's, that's so all it's uh yeah, well, he comes in with that. His intro on this is uh what about 50 seconds long? No, a little a little shorter than that. Mm-hmm. shit it's like maybe 30 seconds okay 27 seconds is how long it is all right so it's pretty short compared to the original which is a minute and five yeah um he's got like a like a pretty good voice he sounds like the kind of guy who like likes like singers like david byrne and but he's like too professionally trained to sing with that sort of like like offbeat kind of voice
1: but he kind of like says a little bit I actually thought yeah. I was expecting this to be instrumental at first. Uh, Me too. Before he came because I was like, oh yeah, yeah there's all those strings, so it's going to be a, it's going to be like a VSQ thing. Mhm. What's a vitamin string quartet in case anyone we talk about them sometimes.
0: <laughs> you know, the VSQ, bro. VSQ. Down it's with the VSQ. So much faster to say.
1: Ugh. <laughs> um so then uh let's see Silence. Uh, yeah, so he's singing. It's kind of doing that the same bass line. Uh, then he gets mm-hmm. to the chorus and it kind of adds um, like pizzicato strings. Actually, before that yeah. it does. Get that like bing, 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 bing kind of thing.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, he does a lot of that like plucking on violins in the back to sort of substitute the guitar.
1: Yes, and then once he does get to the chorus, there's like this high... Repeated,
2: dun, 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 dun.
1: yeah. Like I'm gonna say violin because I don't know stringed instruments that well. But oh yeah,
0: it's
2: like, it does.
1: But it doesn't sound like a horror movie. <laughs> like it's yeah. But it's very like striking.
0: This is like maybe a, a like a lower budget version of what Jacob Collier does.
1: Yeah, it seems like a similar idea, but with less yeah, like just... less like modern, um, considerations. We'll say.
0: Unless mm-hmm. uh, instruments at his uh, disposal, it's mostly strings. So mm-hmm. it's like a light orchestra.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um,
2: okay, and then like changes quite a bit.
1: I didn't put a timestamp mm-hmm. in. It um, is this. This is the chorus. Second part of the chorus, right? Let me hang on. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta listen. Okay, for the you're standing here beside me stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where we get, like. there's like a different bass line playing. Playing this like kind of arpeggio, or playing like longer notes. There's a higher part playing this like arpeggio thing. And like it feels like it changes quite a bit in like an instant.
0: Oh, yeah, it really, it goes from being that sort of like straight dun, 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 to suddenly everything is like moving in the lower range there.
1: Yeah. It's just it's all over the it's wild, man. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, a lot of things happening.
0: Yeah, so like where where the last one was very like personal and small with the instruments, this one goes very big.
1: Yes, and it still works. I there doesn't seem to be an issue there to me.
0: Yeah, especially because why well, he's still doing the biggest punches on the chorus, which is right. I uh, pretty much in line with the original.
1: True. That's true. And I'm so sure there's one yeah. more thing for his second chorus. Okay, it's like after he does his "Heyo" parts, it's like 2:35, yeah. like the bass cuts out totally. It was out of all those kinds of people. You like lose the bass for a couple lines, and then the oh, higher yeah. parts like playing that arpeggio, and then it just like goes back into the other instrumentation.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think his voice changes too much, so maybe he kind of used that to kind of punch the moment without having to strain his yeah.
1: vocals. Cutting out the bass briefly mm-hmm. is often draws a good attention. Time. You're like, "Damn, yeah. what happened here?" And then it's like, "Okay, no, it's fine." <laughs> Whew. Yeah, I almost thought something was happening, but something <laughs> did happen. So, but then it's gone.
0: So and he does uh, a lot of the versions. We didn't talk about this with uh, with Sean Colvin, but mm-hmm. at the end of her version, she ends up repeating the phrase say goodnight a bunch towards the end. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, Kishi Bashi here uh, does the a uh, a bunch. At least a couple times.
1: Which is kind of like um, the live version from, from Stop Making Sense. Or Stop Making Sense. Because that's how right? they Which- end
0: it. And that's honestly probably how a lot of people heard it because "Stop yeah. make- Making Sense" was super duper popular. Yeah, that's the first
1: place I ever heard it. Mm. So that's the version that I probably know best. Right. Um, yeah. So I also liked this one.
0: Yeah, solid. Like more orchestral, kind of, kind of big, big piece. <laughs> I'm a smart music guy. I use words like big when I talk about music. This one's big. A big.
1: This one's small. Uh, this one's
0: here's a. <laughs> this next one was written by a tiger. Uh, wow. A, what wow, size brother, of tiger? Uh, like a brother-sized tiger. <laughs> uh, brother sized tiger. Brother tiger in 2014. <laughs>
1: tiger who we talked about on our songs from the big chair episode where Mm -hmm. we talked about the entire album songs from the big chair and his cover of songs from the big chair um you can see there's a someone posted this on youtube but the Mm -hmm. the background is just like a a a lady from the 80s with what look like um like pads from from headphones uh, but I think they're earrings. Uh, they're bright orange. She's got some, some polka dots on. I s- I'm assuming this is the 80s, but it could be not the 80s, easily. It could be th- some other decade. Right. Are you, did, you, did you see that? I don't know. Anyway, it's just she's no, staring. It's it's like a mob. Anyway, not important.
0: Um, I don't know who posted this. It's but... very important to me now, Alex. Yeah.
1: So this is Brother Tiger. He's a electronic music artist. Uh, don't call it Chill Wave
0: um don't you dare call it chill wave. i would
1: never this is the least chill wave i've okay, ever yeah i'm seeing
0: this 80s mom now and it's the it's the whole <laughs> video
1: yep it's is just a still of i mean at least it's she not got... an anime waifu because we've, that a, we've a seen big that before. earring um, or is that just i think it's a big earring okay but i don't know what it's made of oh it's just a round thing it's just round i think like it's metal it's just, yeah
0: i think it's just a big round metal and someone thing.
1: painted it orange and it's probably sitting somewhere with chips in the paint right now. Like, mm. could be anywhere. It could be a dump. I don't know. Maybe someone still owns it. What's yeah, the history maybe. of that earring?
0: Nobody knows, Alex. Somebody on the YouTube comments here said that the only negative thing about this cover is that it's not long enough. I would argue that they are wrong. Yeah. And it's a perfectly fine length, if not a bit too long.
1: The resp- I believe the response to that comment is it's longer than the original. <laughs> or something like that. Um but yeah, um
0: <laughs> the guy says plenty, bud. Plenty. And then the other guy says it's it's 30 seconds longer than the original, but okay. <laughs> um so yeah, this
1: one's longer and it's Brother Tiger, so it's a lot of synthesizers. Uh more yeah. synthesizers? Okay,
0: Strangely maybe. enough though, the extra length is not in the intro. The intro is actually 4 seconds shorter.
1: Yeah, it just kind of has longer like solo bits throughout and like the end kind of loops a bit.
0: Yeah. So yeah, um, this is dense with synth. It's all synth, and then him singing.
1: Yeah. So it's like like the it's got that that bass uh synthesizer intro. It's a lot thicker now. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it's like a lot of the synthesizer work is just like wider. Yeah. Like it thickens everything up a bit. Um. It adds another like kind of texture synth during that intro solo. Mm-hmm. Playing like, doo-doo, 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 and it's like kind of doing that guitar part with the like three hits from the original. Um, right. And then he starts singing. Um, kind of reminds me of Francis and the Lights. Like a bit.
0: Yeah, a bit. It I, I just reminded me mostly of Brother Tiger's covers of Talk, uh, not Talking Heads, <laughs> Tears for Fears. My yeah. name is Talking Heads' cover yeah. of This Must Be the Place.
1: Oh, wow. Amazing. How did he invoke that?
0: Um, but, yeah, it's got a bit of that, like, uh, like a it's a modified voice, but it's singing in an almost... Yeah, like, I
1: think it's just a lot of echo or something, but...
0: Yeah, it's like a more subdued singing.
1: Exactly, but you just kind of, like, turn up the volume and add a bunch of echo, and you're like, what's going on? But it sounds kind of Yeah, cool. like, is it
0: a man or machine? Whoa!
1: Whoa! <laughs> um... And let's see. Yeah. So there's a lot of synthesizers. He also doesn't do any pitch bending, which I, I or I didn't hear any.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. He does a very straight playing of notes yeah. rather than a, because like, and that, that pitch
1: bending is a pretty distinct part of the original. So not having mm-hmm. that, I mean, he still plays all the notes, but instead of bending, he just plays a different note.
0: Yeah. And so, what we noticed when we talked about him on the the songs from the Big Chair episode is he likes to layer in a lot of like different synths, sort of build like a soundscape. Yeah. And so we get some of that here. You talked about the sort of triplet echoey synth that does that. dun yeah. And uh, there's like there's other ones he throws in here. Um, he does some a little flourishes during like the the synth break segments. But yeah, that's sort of his realm is just kind of being like, let's put in. Extra layers of synth that don't necessarily like super duper change the song, but yeah, they're there.
1: Yeah, it just makes it sound kind of more modern electronic music ish, you know? Like, mm-hmm. this is more what I would expect to dance to somewhere, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Even though this is what years is this from? 20... 2014. 14? Oh, it's not that old. Not that old. Six years. It's older
0: and than uh, his Tears for Fears covers, which was 2017.
1: 2016 was a million years ago. I I lied.
0: That's yeah. Um, should we move into Iron and Wine, Alex? I'm trying to think if there's anything else about this one.
1: He kind of has his own outro thing. Like he does the oohs. Yeah, but same then he has Kishy the like Bashy. kind of a like uh brassy type synth, too, and like. Bum, 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 bum,
0: bum, bum, bum. That's right. <laughs>
1: And that's kind of, yeah. So it's it's more, this one's got a little more of that like triumphant edge because it has the kind of brassy sound. Um, the synthesizers themselves are a little less like subdued and filtered. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, and he is, I think he prides himself on being a producer more than a singer, right? So I yeah. think his focus is always on having the, the, yeah, like the track, the instrumental tracks play well. Yeah. Yeah. If you like Brother Tiger, you are probably like this. Yeah. All right. Now, let's talk about Iron and Wine in
2: 2015 featuring Iron Ben and Bridwell. Wine.
1: Yeah, so Iron and Wine is just one dude.
0: Yeah. His name is Samuel Irvin Bean. Did
1: we talk about him before? It feels like a he name sounds kind of familiar. Up. I don't know why. I don't remember why. Um, they're both kind of like nothing. I, I, I didn't say country anything. I read. I don't think, but um, it said yeah, like I indie folk, folk, indie folk, and like rock. But it's a little. It's got that enough like country. Yeah, commonalities. The, the, it's kind of like it's southern a guitar rock that does. Yeah, this is the one with the slide guitar.
0: Yeah, as soon as you get that in there, it's country, bro. Yeah. Sorry, you made a country. <laughs> Sorry, song.
1: you want to slide that guitar? It's not bluesy enough, it's country. Yeah, kind of is that like a st- like a lap steel or something like that? They're like, oh, be, yeah. I don't remember. Um, so yeah, there's a few guitars in this one, um, and it's kind of again, almost doing like the bass line. But it's different. Mm. Like it's more yeah, like it... we're picking this guitar. We're not playing a bass line, but it's like that.
0: Yeah, and it lays down those same like key beats from the bass line, but it's just not the same like progression. Okay. Say night.
1: And um, uh, and speaking yeah. of keys, there's like so once you get to the chorus, it starts playing a piano, but like pretty low.
0: Okay, I must have missed that
1: it's easy to miss it just kind of, like it's just boom get like 50 seconds in
0: oh yep i heard it yeah but it's pretty boom, low boom, eh? boom boom yeah super low
1: and it doesn't play very much but there is a piano mm-hmm. there and yeah really that slide guitar kind of comes in and out or whatever it is La- i don't want to say lap steel but it might be
0: could be. Whatever that country-ass sounding guitar is, it really does serve to accent Kind of the twangy.
1: Piece. And then yeah. there's like an accordion or something. Mm-hmm. It I might be a melodica? I think it's an accordion.
0: Oh, oh is that at the 140? Oh, it's 125 it comes in. Yeah. I think it comes in again at 146. Yeah, yeah that's comes, what yeah. it is.
1: So just playing like a little bit of that. Just a little bit. And mm-hmm. then they start singing again. And then kind of we do the slide guitar instead. Oh, but then there's some more accordion just because.
2: So there's
1: a lot of that like sparseness. So it's a similar idea to the original with a lot of things of like there's a lot of stuff happening. But it doesn't happen a lot at any one time. So then like we'll do the normal stuff that we play throughout. and We're picking and we're playing the drums. And then, oh, there's some accordion. Oh, it's gone. And then there's some of the steel. There's a lot more of the slidey bits.
0: Mm -hmm. But It's like here it comes in again. Here it goes. Like it's, yeah, it's that. You're right, it's the same principle as the original, but more sparse.
1: Yeah, and this one does not waste any time. It gets right to business and does the song, and then it ends.
0: Yeah, 16 second intro, get to the first line. The The lyrics are done by three minutes, and they do a, a some ooh, you know, outro. Yeah,
1: it's again not exactly the same as the original, but they're basically doing the same type of thing.
0: Yeah. Um this one, I feel like, do you ever do you ever play Red Dead 2? No, I have not played Red Dead 2. Okay, well the like the epilogue in that game is like the beginning of like John Marston's story, right? Right. And like half of that that epilogue, for some reason, is like a collection of country music videos, basically <laughs> uh, disguised as QuickTime events.
2: Ooh, ooh, QuickTime events. And I
0: feel 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 like this song could have been in the game for when you're like setting up your farmstead with your fucking wife or whatever, and you're just like, damn, I'm trying to do right. <gasps> trying to do right by
1: Jack Marson. Jack Marson, son Jack, which probably wasn't Jack! probably wasn't born yet.
0: No, he's he's born. He's born in that game. Okay, never mind. The John Marston spends a lot of that game just being a piece of shit dad.
1: So I've heard. Uh, oh
0: wait, have I heard that? I heard he was being a piece of shit.
1: The dad part was.
0: <laughs> I, I. He's both a piece of shit dad, a piece of shit, and a dad.
1: And all three.
0: Uh, yep, all of the above. Um. So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on Iron and Wine featuring Ben Bridwell, who is mm-hmm. also an American singer-songwriter and producer. Yeah. yeah. So that one's also, like, a lot of these versions are like, yeah, it's pretty decent. They did a pretty good job. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, you did your thing with it. Cool. Way to go. Ugh. Who's up next? Let's talk about Sure Sure in 2018.
2: Home is where I want to be. Pick me up and turn me around. I feel now
1: born with a weak eye sure sure so this is a band uh they they're like kind of an indie band from i believe california they los
0: angeles california bro they've been um, around since 2014 yeah
1: they like record in their house they have their phone number on spotify if you want to give them a call and talk
0: oh yeah they got it on their website too um
1: so yeah uh we could have asked them to be on
0: honestly. I guess we could have. I just I <laughs> thought about that. I, well, I got to get a better setup, and then I could run the phone call through the audio interface and get it to both of us.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Like, we'll, we'll work it out. So. But yeah, they, they call themselves Experimental Pop, and this is their most popular song on Spotify. So
1: the beginning, their intro bassline synth Baseline sounds a little bit more like it was programmed on a uh on a sequencer. Um and it's like pretty low. It's like very low.
0: Yeah, very low. It's not it's exactly
1: like, bum, the bum, same bum, as the original, bum, but it's bum. like bum 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 bum. So it's more like that kind of a thing. Yeah. Boom 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 Yeah, so they're like missing a few things and then they sort of come in with an acoustic guitar and there's some drums kind of yeah, stick, it's like sticky drums each yeah, other. yeah lots yeah, of very sticky drums um and then they do that like so they play that flutey synth bit too um yeah. and they're kind of like but now there's also a guitar that is not the same as the guitar from the original it's more like that kind That's of right. like we'll pick a bit and do some chords and do some picking and like it's not clear to me when you choose to do one versus the other but sometimes mm-hmm. you do one and sometimes you do the other like
0: yeah, it's this, like, ambient acoustic, just kind of, like, filling in spaces.
1: And they also, they they have this organ that comes in, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, just around uh, 34 seconds there.
1: Yeah. They kind of go, boom, 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 like, build up boom. these chords with yeah. this, like,
0: wavering organ.
1: Kind of almost, like, rotary, but not really. Right. I, I'm sure it's digital, like. Yeah, or like at least, yeah. It's it's not like an old school rotary organ or anything like that. No, could be, uh, but I, I would I would suspect no. Um, and there's a right. They they play during the chorus, the high synth part, like on the guitar.
2: Oh yeah, it's.
1: And like, it sounds pretty good. Like the way they have the guitar tone and the way they play it, mm-hmm. I I like it. I like the. And it adds a bit of change, that yeah. kind of
0: funk to it. It's like a, well, funky guitar, you know.
1: Yeah, which the original kind of had, but to a degree, like in a Talking Heads way, that's maybe not totally logical.
0: Yeah, is this one kind of drags it to the forefront? Or it's maybe like, is like totally logical, you know. Maybe it is.
1: Like, whatever makes it less danceable but still funky, that
0: yeah, makes things talking uh, heads. <laughs> they looked at it when they were producing it, and they said, yep, this must be the funk. It's this the must right be amount. the
2: funk. Da, 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 da. All
0: right, that's going to be a song. Is it a song? That's going to be a song. It's going to be a song now. Um, they, do, uh, they do group singing on the chorus, don't they?
1: Yep.
2: They sure do. They sure do. And the drums kind of the drums were that were more like stick hits and
1: stuff, are now like straight rock beat. Um, yeah. And then they do the little solo. Mhm. With the boop, 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 you know all that. Um, yeah. And then the second verse. Very similar, but the the bass synth like changes a little bit. It's a little bit longer, like attack. Like it, ta- like, it takes a little longer to get, the no- like, the notes a little bit more spread out. Um, right. The other one was a little bit more quick.
0: Right. And then they bring back the organ in again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we're going to be able to, like, hand clap. No, first we get the guitar that starts coming in. We s- heard something like this, si- similar to this, on, I believe, the Rush episode. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, that guitar that starts out nice and quiet and then starts getting louder and louder and louder. Right. That's around like two minutes.
1: Right. I think you mean the 205? Yeah. Where they're like, dididdle, dididdle, dididdle. is that what you're talking about?
2: Yeah. Then it goes, I, c-
1: I call it an arpeggiator. I didn't think it was a guitar.
0: didn't think that was a guitar?
1: But I don't know. It's just kind of got this echo. Makes it sound like a different kind of wave, man.
0: I just feel like the distortion on it is very guitar. Hey, I could, could, could be wrong, be. though.
1: And then it just cuts out. Yeah. And
0: then they do another verse. Do another verse? Oh, God. Um. Doesn't sound like it says, I'm just an animal. It sounds like it says, Oh, just an animal. <laughs> That's what
1: oh, I got for you. Oh, just an animal. Which kind of fits. Yeah. Oh, just an animal looking for a home. Just yeah, a it's 100% what they say. Oh, just two. an
0: animal
1: the other thing about that guitar in the chorus is like it's very clean that's part of the Mm -hmm. funkiness i think which is like
0: yeah very clean it cuts right through the mix it it draws honestly more of my attention than the vocals do
1: yeah the vocals are a little less interesting but again Mm -hmm. i would say overall i liked this version this one like yeah this was the first one after the original uh before you sorted the the playlist so it was the first right. one i heard after listening to the original this week and i was like oh we're off to a good start damn yeah
0: yeah they do enough different while well, uh you know that's sucking
2: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: so there you go sure sure
1: right on sure 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 oh, plus i can I relate to their the name
0: yeah sure sure oh sure we sure. all can relate to their name <laughs> At the end, a dude is uh, making noises that follow the uh, the synth line. He's like...
2: Da, da, da. Oh, I didn't
0: it's notice very that. very quiet. Yeah. Let me see if I can spot a time on that. Yeah, like if you go to like 325, it'll be in the left earphone. It'll be very quiet.
1: Oh, shit. It's so quiet. <laughs> I'm impressed you picked up on that at all.
0: <laughs> so I, I... You know what? For some reason, I got pretty good hearing sometimes, despite... Just abusing the shit out of my ears. Sweet. Is it possible to have good hearing but also tinnitus?
1: I think so. Okay. Tonight? Do you have have constant? Do you have like ringing all the Uh, time? It
0: comes and goes. It's a it's a pretty mild one too. Okay. And I think it happened to me so much earlier in life that I didn't even realize that it wasn't just normal.
1: Oh damn. I've definitely had like some ring, but it's usually like I'll do something loud, and I think it can get better in some cases. Mm-hmm. so like you'll, you'll go you know you get ringing after a concert because you forgot your earplugs or whatever yeah. and like a month later you're fine
0: yeah there's definitely times when it's worse than others for me so yeah. it's just like there's only, there's only very specific times I notice it but yeah that's yeah. Yeah. that's my anyway. baby sorry
1: uh, I'm getting off topic we, we're trying Echo to cook Smith, through 2019
0: this. home
2: is where I wanna be pick me up and turn me around I feel numb we can't, I guess I must be
1: having fun. so this is a family band yeah three siblings from socal and uh they do this version um they say they do dreamy indie pop yeah that is what they say
0: um and this is one of the first i'm um, one of the only ones i think to actually do like a a, a bass guitar for the bass line
1: it definitely, it sounds a lot
0: different from the other ones. Mm-hmm. So it comes played in. Played on a, a bass guitar.
1: I mean, like, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: um, uh, yeah, the I whole think, thing's played on a bass guitar. No, yeah, you're right. It's very different. Um, they kind of just come like, in with
1: chords, like, ba-da, ba-da, Yeah. Ba-da, and they just, like, start this, singing
0: right away. Mm-hmm. And this sort of, like, bubbling synth in the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's like, boop, boop, That's true. It's kind of, like, clicky almost.
1: Yeah. But uh, bubbling sounds better.
0: Yeah, it's like, you imagine, like, like, yeah, and just, like, little bubbles, like, coming to the surface and popping, like, that would be the kind of noise.
1: Yeah. Uh, And all of them. There's, I think, three of them. There's at least a Mm -hmm. male and a female voice in this.
0: Yeah, so she's, like, the front person for the band. I guess the front woman, you could just say, because she's a woman. Frontist. And the frontist. So she primarily does the singing, I imagine. But, yeah, they got one of the brothers laying down some backing vocals as well.
1: And uh, so they start
2: singing, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, there's a kick drum that comes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the bass
1: at this part is just playing, like, kind of, like, held notes. And the guitar yeah. is kind of doing some, like, picked stuff. Um, And then once they get to the chorus... It's like there's just distorted guitar that comes in. It's just like strums.
0: Yeah.
2: Which is Yeah, right. So we get
0: the kick lot, drums yeah. in the the bass actually mirrors the synth chords that have been going on. It's doom doom doom. Right.
1: Right. But um
0: Yeah, and then we get it's a lot of this is just chord work really. Yes. It, once we get to the chorus, it's big strumming chords on a distorted guitar while another one's doing arpeggios in the back there.
1: hmm Which was happening before, I believe. Yes. But it's kind of odd, because like, they talk about being like dreamy, and it definitely starts that way. But then as soon as they hit the chorus, it's a lot less dreamy to me. Like yeah, With that distorted it's... guitar, like... Which is, I don't know. Yeah, and then once they hit
0: the end of the chorus... Like, it gets rowdy on the percussion and on the bass. Yeah, the
1: bass changes a lot.
0: Like, yeah, bam, it's ba-dum, doing ba-dum,
1: like a... Bam, 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 bam,
0: bam. Yeah, which again, like, inspired by the original bass line while not being it.
1: Yeah. So this one, there's a lot of things happen. It's a lot more like, I guess it's got that, like, chaos. I don't know. This one feels mm-hmm. very, like this is like, this one's, like, teetering on the brink. It's a very different feeling.
2: From the uh, mm-hmm. from the original,
0: yeah, and uh, the, we get some kind of sticky drums going on too, similar to the uh sure sure version.
1: Sure sure.
0: <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, it's very much rooted in I would say modern pop. Like the the moves to the chorus feel very like this is a modern pop song. We we punch it like this.
1: Yeah, this is what we do with the synthesizer, or whatever. Change the drums in this way hmm yeah and it, it's um i guess a more modern take but it's probably the most different version on here yeah in terms of like mood because it, it feels a lot more hectic it doesn't really have that same cozy feeling as no the original and a lot of the covers managed to recreate
0: yeah, it's more like a like a jerking from a sort of comfy state at the beginning where it's like yeah. to this very active, very yeah, like you said, chaotic. And you're like, Oh God, Jesus. Love. What is Love. it?
2: Love.
1: <laughs> so it's uh it's wild. It's a wild yeah, version. Uh... I don't totally know how I feel about it yet. I'm having trouble yeah. formulating an opinion. It is there's a lot different.
0: And that's, I think, for you and I, having done this project for yeah. as long as we have, different is exciting. Yes. And that that releases, releases endorphins. And I'm like, yes, different. But then at the same time, I'm like, but is it
1: good? <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying not to be too much of like a neophile. But at the same time, sometimes you listen to a whole bunch of really samey covers. But we didn't have a bunch of really samey covers this mm-hmm. week. So usually it's like, breath of fresh air. This one's actually different. But this one is very different. But a lot of them have like differences, like we discussed. You know, that's what this show is for, man. It's it's based on that to the show, and uh, but yeah, it's just the feeling. The feeling is very different.
0: Yeah, I I would say. Um, maybe to to finalize my to crystallize my opinion on it, mm-hmm. it is it does things differently, and I think it is of a uh, higher effort and higher quality than a lot of covers we see, a lot of modern covers we see, where it's just some dickhead playing acoustic <laughs> guitar and being like, no, oh, this is the song, or imaginary future or whatever the fuck his name is, imaginary future, uh, yeah. So it's it's better than that. So I would say it is I probably I think they did a good job at achieving what they want to do, but. It is not for me, as would be my final verdict on this. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can respect it. It's not for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. Speaking of acoustic covers...
0: Speaking of lazy pricks, it's Kalaska (laughs) in (laughs) 2019.
1: It's Kalaska. We talked about Kalaska for Bitch Better Have My Money. Don't remember that's what we said what about it. That's what it was. I know. I could not uh, figure it out. She's <laughs> the one who says, turn up to Kalaska and the whole club fucking wasted. Did <laughs> That's That's her version. Yeah. I was like looking through uh, her songs. I was like, like, Is it like, she's done several songs we've talked about. Uh, but I, yeah, it took me a while. But I found it. I found it. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I so, thought it was better now. And I looked and I was like, nope, okay. <laughs> nope, not there. Yeah, I definitely checked that. She might even have a cover of it. Um, Probably.
0: She uh, like releases, or at least they used to release a cover song every week on YouTube. I've checked her YouTube channel. She still posts fairly regularly. It's been like once every two weeks, maybe.
1: Yeah, for, for Bitch Better Have My Money, I give her a hard time for spending half the video just like talking about her Patreon or whatever. Oh, right. uh, she doesn't do that in this video, but in this video it is listed as brackets Kalaska violin cover.
2: Ah,
1: oh. uh, so I don't. I think it's her still playing the violin. So she does add a violin. <sighs> well, let's talk about let's talk about the song, and I'll I'll bring up the violin when it comes up. It's gonna come back. So to introduce the song, as we mentioned, it is a person on youtube sitting she's sitting on a bed she's playing an acoustic guitar and singing this song she releases mm-hmm. very recently actually on the 19th of december which was a friday i believe
0: yeah it was actually that came up in my uh now nah, it's a thursday fuck it's thursday it's uh, when it when, when she put it on spotify spotify listed with a 2020 date but it came ah. up in my like new releases for you and i was like oh shit i guess people have covered that and then like <laughs> put a list together
1: oh so this is the reason you thought of the song yeah this is the
0: reason for the season
1: Oh, but she was not feeling the christmas spirit she instead covered this must be the place by talking heads and yeah i mean it's that it's she's playing chords and singing like
0: yeah and there is a uh, like violin in this so yes. she's got that going on the
1: violin comes in and does the synth solo and does.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I will
1: say this. It's interesting to hear the violin play that, and it actually does a pretty good job of doing the, like, smoothness of the pitch bends. Yeah. Um, But it just kind of comes in and then leaves. Mm-hmm. It comes in, like, one time, and then it's gone. And this is billed as a violin cover, but it's barely in the song at all. And I feel like if they're, like, she could have done a lot more with, been more, like, Kishibashi. Mm-hmm. But, like, and, like, layered, like, if she's going to do violin tracks anyway, she could do more layered violin tracks for more of the parts or whatever or something. But I just feel like there's more there that could have been done. Yeah. And it's just kind of, like, bare bones of, like, I mean, I'm sure she's just, like, singing practice or whatever because she sings pretty well. hmm. She's good at singing. Um, and I, I don't know how she's playing guitar. She does it perfectly fine. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, I feel like from a production standpoint, it was kind of bare bones.
0: Yeah, and I would say like this is a the original is a fairly bare like bare bones song, and it's like key elements. Sure, we, but like, there's definitely a lot, a lot of production layering. there. Yeah, and like furthermore, what we've seen with like almost every other cover version has grabbed somehow grabbed the spirit of the the instrumentation. Like in something where like the bass line, they understand the key beats of it and they have translated it into their own song. Right, you yeah. Hear there's it, like and,
1: five variations of the bass line in this that are slightly different and they all sound pretty
0: mm-hmm. good. And so like yeah, it's the other other artists manage to somehow translate the music in a way that I don't think we often see where it's not the same thing, but it still like registers as the same thing. Right. And that's just with Kalaska, it doesn't register. I will agree that the the violin part was awesome, but it's it could be in there more. You know, yeah, it's it it's in there like more it, in yeah. Sean Colvin's version. It's in there more in uh, in Kishibashi's version.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, I I mean I assume it's just like a side effect of, like you said, if she's doing these weekly or close to it, if there's not enough time to put that much work into any individual video and i'm sure that is related to like youtube algorithms or something so Mm -hmm. in conclusion it's all youtube's fault fuck them
0: yeah and i mean you know maybe she just wanted to fucking nail that violin part and she did so So, right on
1: there you go uh
0: with that alex we're gonna jump into the final verdict which there will be three categories today: the worst version, the best version, and the the most love song version.
1: The most love song version. All right.
0: Is that gonna be <laughs> every week
1: this month? Because it's all. Yeah, because it's it's, love it's or Me. It's all love songs month. on Lover Me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Alex, worst version of this. Why?
1: Hmm. Which is the ver- okay? So there's a lot of versions of this, and I thought they did a pretty good job. And this is gonna be kind of lame because I'm gonna totally mm-hmm. totally. St- totally what's the word i was gonna say softball but that doesn't sound right uh um, i'm gonna have to give it to kalaska not because i hated it or anything but just because it was lesser than the other versions which i thought were pretty solid all around yeah i Um, agree with that it's just kind of like a slightly lesser version of the sean colvin not even well I won't tell you how much lesser it is, but it's a lesser version of the Sean Colvin version, which obviously had a lot more resources. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a similar idea with lesser execution. And the guitar yeah. playing isn't as interesting.
0: Yeah, it's just... Uh, it, it it fails to meet the expectations set up by every other cover version here, Yeah, which, which brings a lot more to the table.
1: Pretty high, I thought. Mm-hmm. So sorry Alaska it's a bad batch for you
0: it's it's a bad batch for you but you know what someday you'll win yeah although,
1: she definitely has a similar setup to imaginary future if you look at her Spotify where it's like a lot a lot a lot a lot of covers with very very similar like artwork for the singles yeah, they're all flowers It's some,
0: some kind of yeah flowers or grass on there yeah.
1: so I mean for that like obviously i've made my position on that known so i won't restate it here because i want people to listen to uh our what a wonderful world episode
0: that's right
1: so check that out that pretty much applies here pretty much
0: pretty much um yeah where's what's the best version alex
1: oh geez what was the best version like i said i liked a lot of these but I think the one mm-hmm. I liked the most, and maybe it's just because I heard it first, was "Sure, Sure." Mm. I really liked their version, especially that clean high guitar in the, in the chorus.
0: Right. So yeah. Yeah, I kind I kind of felt like you were going for that one. Um, I think I'll roll with. Uh, I gotta go with Sean Colvin. I think she did a great Mm -hmm. job of Mm -hmm. doing a a soft, tender version of this with some nice moments made by adding in woodwinds, a little string here and there. You know, it kept it interesting and it kept it, you know, tender and naive in a sense. And I think that's.
1: As we said, it managed to have like a light orchestra or whatever Mm -hmm. without feeling like huge.
2: Yeah, to really
0: be able to tone down what are such massive and like strong instruments. Because looking at like the Kishi Bashi version, like all those instruments can go fucking hard and it's not difficult for them to do that. But to then take them and make these little, just little (laughs) tiny adjustments to an acoustic track, just be like, oh, there's a little bit of string here. Here's a little bit of flute. Like that's, that's pretty fucking good. So that's, the best, in fact, Alex. What's the most love song version?
1: What's the most love song version? Actually, I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it to Sean Colvin for all the reasons you just listed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, if you want to hear my reasons, just rewind it a bit and listen to. Yeah,
0: and just uh, pretend it's Alex's listen voice.
1: To, listen to Jake say it for me.
2: Thanks, man. Yeah,
0: I, I might. I might have to agree with that. <laughs> <'cause>, uh, <laughs> yeah, for all the reasons I just said, it is like, and. Earlier today, I read somebody's comment on song facts where he's like, oh, if you want to know why it's a love song, listen to the Sean Colvin version. I was like, fuck you. Like, the original is a love song. Use your fucking ears. But then also listening to this, I'm like, yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah. I I wouldn't say that the original is not identifiable as a love song relative to the Mm -hmm. Sean Colvin version, but she does a good job of making it like
0: that. She puts, puts a little tenderness in there, you know? Yeah. So that's been our final verdict. Uh, if you got uh, comments, questions, concerns, you want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, you want to share your opinion on the versions we did talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, at some AlexWiseGuy. You can also email us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you know, Follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts. Favorite podcasting app? We're there, bro. Follow us on it. Let's see, your favorite podcasting app is a complete piece of shit, in which case get a new podcasting app, you dummy. Um, Now it's time for a bonus segment called Oops, We Forgot to Talk About This. Uh, Alex, we forgot to talk about the music video for this song.
1: Oh shit, we totally did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's actually quite sweet, despite its uh, simplicity, this music video. Yeah, so I'm it's... not referring to the uh, the uh, stop making sense performance, but the actual music video.
1: Right. Yeah, and we didn't talk about stop making sense at all, but we're running out of time, so all right, music video. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. It's like it's just like several couples hanging out, like in a house, and like watching videos. And I think yeah, so they yeah. yeah keep going. Sorry, no, I I thought he was spinning yarn, but it's actually just a video projector.
0: Yeah, it's so so they set up this video projector and they have this and it's it's all of the, the band and the session musicians there. Yeah. And they, they watch these home videos, which are I believe genuine home videos. And uh, they definitely they, have uh, the look of
1: genuine home video.
0: Mm-hmm. Which like hits on that like cozy nostalgia of the song, like perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then they go, they stop watching the videos because they run out and they go to the basement and just, uh, it's just one fixed camera shot of them just performing the song basically in a basement. And then at the end, David Byrne's mom comes down, his actual mother with tea. And it's just like, it's just all very sweet.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, I want to shout out the scene from the home video where one dude is, like, in camo and he just, like, has... uh, It must be a BB gun. And he just, like, twirls it around a bit. And, like, aims it at the camera. (laughs) And, yeah, and then they just, just, like, all go downstairs and, like, there's the mic set up and they just start singing and playing the song.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And the whole, yeah, like, the whole video from start to finish kind of speaks of this, like, this wholesome love, not only, like, romantically, but, like, just between these people where they all just get together and sort of share at each other's past with these these home videos. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we're just going to go sing a song together now. And, oh, my mom brought tea, like, yeah. right on. And you get to see David Byrne dance, which is always fun. Oh, yeah, as soon as he starts, as soon as, like, gets down the stairs, he starts working his head already. And you're yeah, like, oh, like, oh, move shit. Yeah, he's, like, his
1: head and, like, his shoulders. And, like, it's totally... De- if you look at his eyes... Compared to what he is doing, they're completely disconnected. Yeah. And like he sometimes his like head's not moving on his body anyway. It's 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 odd, but it's great.
0: It is great. Um quick note, the stop making sense performance. He uh he sings and dances with a with a lamp, right? Yes. Yes. He did classically also, say
1: like, Oh sorry, are you gonna say what he said? No, go
2: ahead.
0: You he, he has like you, a no, quote
1: you, where he says something like like, it's the only love song I ever wrote, and I sang it to a fucking lamp or something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect, David Bird. <laughs> Um Yeah, I just wanted to mention that, uh, because we talked about it a bit, the Stop Making Sense version is a little dancier. Yeah, it is. The, um, the uh,
1: There's, like, I, it's live, so I think some of the, like, production flourishes and stuff with the other instruments are not there, because... They just didn't have as much, you know, they weren't layering in all these tracks. Um, mm-hmm. But it is the version I know the best. And Yeah, it's... Yeah, it feels a little bit, like, the synths feels a little fuller. But it's, it's a really good live version, I think. I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. that whole album. Yeah,
0: the, the whole album is phenomenal. So, y'all, check it out. Yeah. It's not making sense. And I
1: can't believe I've never actually watched the DVD.
0: Yeah, me neither. Well, that was our bonus segment. Oops, we forgot to talk about this. (laughs) Uh, Be sure to join us next time when we talk about another love song. And as we always say on Cover Me. Uh, I'm sorry. uh, I believe this
1: is Lover Me.
0: Ah, yes. As we always say on Lover Me. um, I come home and put on a podcast. I guess this must be Lover Me.